I normally don't record political podcasts in this feed, but something caught me, and I think it's important to offer just a completely distinct thing to what is being discussed in the US. I saw Bernie Sanders recently being interviewed on Joe Rogan. I didn't finish the recording. It's only an hour and something long. Because I heard Bernie Sanders talk about the reduction of gun crime in the US. And I realized that the Democratic talking points, Bernie Sanders, I guess, being the most leftist of the Democrat candidates, whatever that means. I still think he's a center-right candidate. But anyway, he talked about his policy plans associated with the gun crime situation in the US. I don't want to use the term epidemic because I think the nature of people being killed by firearms in the US is ongoing. The fact that we have 24-hour media and also what's particularly curious is the nature of mass shootings that happen in nice areas versus just Chicago, for example. So there's a lot of really curious bias through this. But the general democratic talking points, the assault weapons ban, universal background checks, all these kind of things, they're still, from my perspective, far-right policies. The assault weapons ban that's lauded the Brady gun bill was designed for US manufacturers to skirt that law. So if you look at the legislation, there is components, which I think is also mirrored in the California legislation, you aren't allowed foreign parts. There's a, there's a part description in that law, which is designed to skirt local manufacturers' creation of these firearms. The Ruger Mini-14 is something that I reflect on. In any normal naming convention, this thing would be an assault weapon just by the number of bullets that it can put out, the rapidity of bullets, and also its general shape and form. But this thing is not classified as an assault weapon. California, I think, is now just very, somehow, <laughs> I think with regards to, you know, certain stock requirements, a certain configuration of that firearm would be considered an assault weapon. But in general, you know, there are so many different ways of getting around the assault weapon legislation. I also think the notion of good gun, bad gun is really unbelievable. The nature that there are good guns and bad guns and politicians roll this nonsense out, supposedly leftist politicians. There's no distinct political narrative in this country with regards to guns. And to hear Bernie Sanders talk about it made me realize that anyone who's politically astute should be able to immediately see that this candidate is not in any way a leftist candidate. Here are things you'll never hear discussed. Firstly, the whole notion of good gun, bad gun. Completely eliminate that narrative. A majority of the firearms deaths in the US happen with handguns. So the notion that there are some good guns and some bad guns, and what we're going to do is go after the bad guns. If you hear gunfire on a periodic or a semi-regular basis, whether or not it's rifle fire is semi-important. But it just in general, to be surrounded by bullets flying fired by unknown folk, whether they're handguns or, you know, rifles or what have you, doesn't really matter. And while the classification of mass shooting has become somewhat curious and focused around these things, by far the most death-causing are pistols, handguns, etc. And the focus on these particular weapons is a, a means of placating, I guess, 
people who are not paying attention or, you know, live in middle-class suburbs where they never hear gunfire just appears clear. I had a conversation with my mother about four years ago. My mother's never really been to this country. She's been to this country maybe twice. And she was telling me how amazing the Brady assault weapons bill was. And I said, it's ridiculous. Read it. Don't read articles on it. Read the actual thing, right? So much is written about this thing, but when you actually read it, you think, God, that's really paper thin. So, first thing, no good gun, bad gun, nonsense. Complete ridiculous nonsense. Gun buyback. No political candidate in this country talks about gun buybacks. My experience comes from Australia. Firstly, they had a series of non-compulsory buybacks, and then they had compulsory buybacks. And sure, people, you know, stashed weapons and what have you. But the buybacks as a means of giving revenue back to gun owners worked remarkably. No politician has mentioned that in this country. It's just an extraordinary... It's like they have talking points which have been handed to them by their NRA rep. You know, they're still getting money somehow through this thing. And they have talking points which are so far removed. So gun buyback. Gun bans, right? Actual explicit bans into him with regards to capacity for a start. But then actually also with regards to action, the ability to own a handgun in a country that has had this kind of legislation applied is next to impossible. The requirements, the red tape, just the sheer cost, just non-existent. Another thing which I think people never talk about, which in and of itself indicates, I think, indicative of just sheer corruption, is disarming the police. Now, this might seem counterintuitive, But actually, you have an escalation of violence based on people arming themselves, based on interactions with law enforcement. If you limit the police's access to firearms, if you have small teams that are specially trained, so, you know, people lying on the ground with their dog next to them, when the police try to shoot the dog, they accidentally shoot the woman, you don't have those kind of problems anymore. And it de-escalates violence in a very real sense in communities that are just sick and tired of violence. My community, while police shootings account for a small portion of the violence, it would send a very clear message to the population that the police are no longer an active threat. And the criminal organisations which arm themselves to the teeth with, you know, a wide variety of weapons that you could never even consider owning in California legally, that means that they would be dealt with swiftly, you would hope by a very particular part of law enforcement that would actually target these individuals, as opposed to the spree loosely coupled kind of law enforcement that we see currently. Because ultimately the police as an entity would see that it is in their interest to have these groups actively disarmed. So, you know, these things you never hear about in a political discussion. Gun buyback. <laughs> Gun ban, no notion of good gun, bad gun. Sorry, that's just a really stupid idea. And disarming the police. These are the three things that I think should be a cornerstone of any supposedly leftist politician. So when we have these kind of phonies, Warren, Harris, Sanders, who are wheeled out as supposedly leftist politicians in the US, these folk aren't leftist politicians. They're just talking the same dot points. Now, you know... In a country that has no meaningful health care for the general population, obviously mental health issues are important as well. But once you've paid people to disarm, 
once you've gone through these processes, these kind of issues should also be tackled as well. But they're not causally as responsible as just the vast quantity of firearms that exist in this country. So these are my thoughts on a Sunday morning. And yes, let's not even get started about international elaborate pedophile. Maybe for another podcast.